Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Spoiler Force Podcast. You can find more episodes on any podcasting platform such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure to follow Spoiler Force Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. This is Ming Chen. I love you, Ricky. I love Spoiler Force Podcast. Listen to it, everybody. episode 102 of spoiler force podcast my name is ricky and thank you for tuning in this week's guest i have a writer director author of the disaster artist greg sistero thank you so much for being on the podcast it's great to be on man thanks for having me you know i just wanted to bring this up because uh the first time i met you was a couple weeks ago back in oklahoma city at the uh, rodeo cinema where you had the screening of the room and um you know meeting you there in person i was a bit starstruck so i was kind of just stumbling on on what I wanted to, to say to you and, and to speak with you, but to finally now get you on the podcast here again, thank you for your time. Um, how have you been since, uh, since then? I've been good. It's been crazy. It's great to be back out and, and meeting people and showing films. And um, I've had a, I've had a really good time. We're heading to Salem, Massachusetts for a horror festival on Friday. Um, so we're going to kick off, kick, kick off October with the new horror film, Miracle Valley. And um you know, just get out there and uh, have a good time. I know you've been showing and promoting Miracle Valley lately as well. Um, are you are you not able to? Are you still not able to talk about it now since you haven't premiered it yet? Or yeah, we can talk a little about the the, the making of and the background. But um, yeah, we um, you know we're going to be showing it in October, which is horror. You know, horror is my favorite genre, and it's it's a great time. But um, yeah, no. If you have any questions, um, you know, we can talk about it. Well, I just wanted to bring that up as well because you know during the after the screening of the room in Oklahoma City, well, we uh, that that audience was one of the first to get that got to watch the your directorial. Uh, is it? It's not your directorial debut, but it's your. Is it your first movie that you're making in horror? Right. It's not my first movie I've ever directed. So I I, I pulled a wise O, wrote, directed, starred, produced. You know, we we got to watch it there, and you know you brought up like the ideas of cults. And that, that was kind of like the genre that you liked. Was there, are you planning to do anything else besides that as well? Like when it comes to horror, like did you, did you want to do like psychological or paranormal at all as well? Yeah, I'm working on a UFO abduction film at the moment, actually, uh, which I thought would be a really, you know, interesting world to dive into. I lived in Arizona for a bit and I got really into that culture. And so, um, you know, some of my favorite movies are Fire in the Sky close encounters and so i wrote the script for this new ufo abduction movie which i hope to make uh next year during those screenings that you that you've gone to has uh how was the feedback that you've gotten at all i mean you know people have got a sneak peek at it and they really they were surprised by it i think they don't they weren't expecting something along those lines in that style um you know it's always important to show an audience a new film before they see the room because once they see the room they're they're minds are fried you know so ideally <laughs> you show them something new first and then um you give them the room at the end the room is sort of like the the cheesecake um you know the uh rich dessert that you uh, can't eat anything after so for the most part people have really enjoyed what they've seen um 
you know, and it's it, again with this audience, you got to surprise them. And I think with Miracle Valley, it's something that if you love 70s horror and you like, um, you know, kind of offbeat, entertaining, you know, horror with some humor, I think that'll be something that you'll enjoy. And speaking of the room, you know, that was my second uh, experience with an audience like that. The first time I went, I met Tommy back uh, in Michigan of, uh, I think, early 2019 in Royal Oak, uh, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to meet him there and I got to talk with him. And the, you know, it's different, like going going there to see Tommy versus like seeing you, like the energy is different. Uh, you know, to with Tommy, everything was really rowdy and everyone was like throwing footballs. And I think there was people like dressing up like Tommy, too. And, and he had like all the belts on and all of that. And uh, it was it was really unique seeing uh, him in person. Um, he he's very outspoken as well. But then when I met you, you were like really chill and really relaxed about it. So it was like very very uh, opposite ends when it comes to meeting uh, both of the stars of the room. Um, now through your like through your experiences with like the room screenings and tours, has there been anything that's been like outlandish to you at all? Like the, when it comes to comments or just how people react to watching the movie. You know, everyone's there to have a good time, I feel like. So you, you get some crazy questions. I've signed people's foreheads before <laughs> um, IDs. There's been someone who tattooed their signature, my signature on their arm. So everybody's there in, in full force. And, you know, they have usually a great attitude. Maybe some people are a little intoxicated. But it, the goal there when you come to a screening is to have a good time. And uh, everyone's, you know, for the most part, been great. Has there been any uh, memorable, I guess, screenings that you that you could think of that you've been to? You know, I think it was the one in New York in 2010. It was the Ziegfeld Theater and 1,200 people showed up and it was just complete chaos. And people were chanting through the dialogue and through the songs like in unison, like it was a rock concert. And I remember the guy <laughs> who was recording it, he looked at me, he's like, there's nothing, there's nothing else like this. And I just remember thinking... How do we end up here, you know, in New York and Times Square with all these people reacting to this movie that I thought nobody would ever see? And I think that's when I knew there was something really special about this uh, phenomenon. Yeah, with, you know, because I'm still pretty green to the whole fandom of The Room as well, because I, I didn't get uh, I didn't discover The Room until I think around 2016, 2017-ish, right before the Disaster Artist film was released. Uh, I, I first noticed like the memes that were trending uh i don't know if you're familiar with it, but with thor 2 or um the dark world there was the loki screenshot that they had it's like uh and then they they quoted it with tommy's i did not hit her i did not mm -hmm. and it looked really similar and so that was that that's what started the, the rabbit hole for myself to just go into and find the uh tommy who discovered who tommy was discovered the room discover you and it just Till now, I'm still a huge fan of the content and just, you know, not, not just the room itself, but the, the story of you and Tommy, how you both set out to do what you guys wanted to do. And even though it was through this experience, it's not exactly what what you wanted. You're still able to do um, what you've been wanting to do since going to acting school and, and working with Tommy and, and making movies. Um, is, is it still pretty surreal to you that you're that you're still able to get this far as well yeah i mean i thought nobody would ever see the room you know and here we are almost 20 years later and you know premiering new movies and getting to travel and you know come to okc come to all these states i mean i only got a couple left in the u.s and i've traveled to every you know every state so uh i'm just i'm very grateful for the support 
that the fans bring and, um, you know, hope to keep making interesting content that uh, all people can enjoy. Are there any other countries that you've uh, screened the room at as well? I, I know you've been to like uh, Italy and to, to England as well. Are there any other yeah, countries we're, that you've uh, been to? We're showing uh, Miracle Valley. It's, premier- it's premiering in Russia at the at Amfest in Moscow, which will be really cool. Uh, I've been to you know China, Japan, Spain. You know, it's it's a, it's a movie that's caught on with a with a, a wide audience and. There's nothing crazier than going to Spain and seeing all these people excited to see it. So, <laughs> has the room ever been dubbed at all through your experience? Uh, sub- ever... Subtitles, subtitles, subtitled. Okay. Best Friends, the new movie Tommy and I made, uh, Best Friends Volume One and Volume Two, which is now on Prime and iTunes. Uh, it, it's on Netflix, Germany, France, uh, Switzerland, and it's all dubbed there, which is pretty <laughs> amazing. What's your What's your uh? thoughts on the impressions of, or like the voice actors that dub Tommy's voice. Oh man, that's a tough, that's a tough <laughs> one. I think I'm probably the only one that can really nail Tommy's voice. Like I did in the audiobook. Um, Cause you gotta be able to think like him. That's the secret. You can't just do a, a foreign accent. You gotta be able to think like him. Being friends with Tommy Wiseau, that's gotta be some special experience there. And you've been friends with them for so long. How is it now like being friends with them twenty years after making the room? I mean, do you still you still keep in contact with them, right? Yeah, I mean it's everything you'd expect. I mean, like you said earlier, we're so different in every possible way. And um we randomly connected in, in a you know, on a dream that we both wanted and you know, we both helped each other out uh get a piece of it. So uh you know, that's something you're going to be connected to for the rest of your lives. And I know he's working on a shark film. Is that something that you're still working with him? Yeah, he did a teaser, I think, two and a half years ago. Uh, but, you know, that's all that exists right now. So <laughs> hopefully someday he'll uh, he'll get that shark swimming. Yeah, just through your, your experience, Greg, has there been anything that's been, I mean, post The Room, has there has there been anything that's, that was challenging for you as well as an actor because uh, of The Room as well? No, actually, you know, the room was when I did the room, I, I was, you know, 24, didn't have really anything to lose. I had done retro puppet master uh, days of our lives, a few little things. So the room was sort of, you know, I figured it was a movie that nobody would ever see. And then all of a sudden people started seeing it and loving it. So I never thought the room would get me acting work because the content is so um, incomprehensible. But it wasn't until a couple of years ago that uh, an incredible director, Mike Flanagan, who did Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, currently Midnight Mass, invited me to do a cameo on the Haunting of Bly Manor, which was Netflix's biggest show last year. And um, he offered me the role and I got to, to go up there and shoot two episodes. So The Room was something that's been, a, again, it's been a gift in many ways. It's offered me a lot of opportunities and taken me around the world. I, and, and so... I think, uh, you know, had I been established and, and had done the room, that would have been very worrisome. <laughs> but I think for uh, being an unknown and just getting thrown into this crazy movie and luckily having it fall backwards into something that people love is a, is a gift. You know, it's all it's all the way you look at it. I could have looked at the room as something I don't want to be a part of, but I saw it as a fascinating piece of cinema. And a fellow moviegoer myself, you know, if people are intrigued by a movie. um there's there's a reason and there's something in this movie that people uh really enjoy yeah for myself i think when i watched the room as crazy as this this the movie gets at times um there was one thing that you mentioned back at the uh q a for the oklahoma city uh screening you mentioned something about like the movie that it draws a lot of outcasts or outsiders 
and that there's there's something there that's in, that's common for a lot of the viewers that go to the screening as well and for myself i think that's what i really related to as as a as a viewer and as someone who's read your book and and looked at tommy and yours experiences as actors and writers um you know is that something that you felt that resonated with you being being someone that was kind of outside the box yeah i think we all shoot for traditional success or traditional love or whatever and i think you know sometimes that's not what our path is and, and when we're given something uh you know you want to embrace it and make the best of what that is and the best of what you are and what you're given we can't keep be thinking about oh if i just had this or if i just got this opportunity or if i was just in saving private ryan it would have been different you can't think that way you got to take what's here in front of you now and who you are and embrace it and make the most of that um, because if you're always looking elsewhere you're going to miss opportunities that are in front of you and that's really what i did um, so many people thought like, why are you friends with Tommy? He's so different than you, um, you know, and uh, I just, I saw somebody who was unique and we struck up a, a genuine friendship and I didn't listen to what other people told me. And, um, you know, I tried to be who I was and, and, and as original as I can be. And that's, uh, you know, that's what has taken us to here. Again, I, I really relate to that as well. You know, just being someone that is, doing work or doing like the content that's a little bit different from everyone else or trying to not follow the traditional steps when it comes to trying to make content or finding some sort of success. Um, I, I think, you know, with, with the room overall, I think what's been done with this, it has been great. I love the turnout when it comes to like just seeing how you guys started from the beginning, you know, and just not knowing if this was going to be something that was going to catch on and getting all uh, all of the i guess you could say like the negative aspects of it just from all the bad reviews at first till now where you see that success of like everything's been paying off for for you and and, and tommy want a simpler way to record both video and audio podcasts then sign up with Streamyard. Streamyard is the perfect program to create podcasts, host live streams, and even do video calls. There are many tools to help you create and design your own personal studio. You can screen share, read live comments, and stream to multiple destinations such as Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can also download your video and audio recordings after each session. Follow the link in the description, and once you sign up with the basic or pro plan, you'll earn a $10 credit to use for Streamyard. Do you want to start your own podcast? Then sign up with Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has helped hundreds of thousands of users to begin their podcasting journey. With easy-to-use tools, you can effectively get your podcast onto many platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and more. You can view stats, create audio clips, and even have your own podcasting website. Buzzsprout also offers ideas, tips, tricks, and tutorials to help you improve your podcast. Follow the link below, and once you sign up, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card. This will let Buzzsprout know that I sent you and also support Spoiler Force Podcast. Happy podcasting. If you're into anime, manga, or anything that's from Japan, Otaku Detroit is the place for you. Located at 513 West, 11 Mile Road in Madison Heights, Michigan, you can find a variety of manga books, anime figures, collectibles, posters, snacks, and even authentic items from Japan. Stop on by to see store owner Matt and let him know Spoiler Force sent you. There was one thing that I wanted to talk to you about as well with the disaster artist and all that being successful. You and Tommy got to do a, a little bit of the Batman Dark Knight reenactment uh, with Nerdist. Can you talk about how that experience was for you? 
Yeah, I, uh, you know, Dark Knight is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I could have never dreamed that I'd be recreating a scene of it with the in the bat suit. Uh, we were releasing Best Friends Volume One and Two through Lionsgate, um, and Lionsgate had worked with with Nerdist, and um, and so we uh, we got a chance to work with Legendary, who owns Nerdist, and we got to recreate the scene, and um, you know, Tommy was full joker mode we use cue cards <laughs> to really help speed that along and um yeah the bat suit was was heavy and it was super hot being in there man it's not easy being batman but i really i really did enjoy it you know with, with batman there's so many you, you get to say as well that you got to wear the cowl of batman along with the other actors such, such as like bale and affleck and all that um but you know when, when you were making that scene with tommy what was going through your mind, like being Batman? Was there, I guess, nostalgic feelings at all when you, when you were wearing the suit? Yeah, I just it was a really hot day in L.A. at the time, so it was like, okay, I got to pace myself here. But you know, we got the <laughs> the mask on, and you started looking at yourself wearing the bat suit, and uh, it was, uh, you know, it was how Halloween came early, and I, um, <laughs> it was, you know, we got in there, and um, you know, I knew the scene by heart, obviously having seen the Dark Knight so many times that uh, it was just, yeah, it was really surreal. And I thought we gave no warning to uh, to anyone. We just released it. And I remember people thinking like, you got to be kidding me. What in the hell is this thing? But uh, people, uh, no, people really dug it. Are action movies something that you'd like to try one day? Those superhero yeah. genres? Yeah, we did a little bit of that in Miracle Valley. So hopefully you'll see a little, a little taste of that, uh, a little bit of action. But yeah, no, it's... Um, the physicality of film, that's what I love with a lot of Tom Cruise's work, especially recently, is just how much, you know, passion and, and energy is put into those scenes um, with uh, with stunts and with uh, with action. So I hope to hope to do that as well. Maybe the UFO movie. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that, you know, and uh, when you brought up like the other UFO movies, like The Fourth Kind and all that, I, I was never really too into ufo stuff but just to to see how like the i guess how the story unfolds of like what happens now for you greg are, are you a believer in ufos or aliens at all as well you know i I've, I've been studying it for a year and a half now and um you know i guess the the film will will share what my beliefs are but okay. there's a lot on both sides um and i you know there's days i wake up and i believe one thing and that changes so hopefully the film will will speak to to both sides with miracle valley like you said that you're premiering that this weekend uh in october what kind of just besides like the cults and stuff was there any other movies that inspired you to make miracle valley most yeah most definitely i loved um don't breathe uh the hills have eyes texas chainsaw massacre they live uh just a lot of john carpenter films the original halloween something with a with a really great vibe really great location a great villain um and just something you can go out with horror and be surprised i think a lot of a lot of the horror we're getting is very clean and i thought it'd be fun to do a throwback and give people uh something that they can watch with a group and um you know give them 88 minutes of, of terror and fun and so um you know that's what i was trying to accomplish I think with the horror genre, there's there's more and more like different ways to to make these movies. Now, like like I said before, with the whole supernatural aspect or paranormal aspect, and there and with filming style now, like there's there are movies like similar to Blair Witch where it's in first person view and stuff like that, or paranormal where it's different camera setups or different angles. You know, there's different ways to make movies now and to have more of a uh, 
first person type of feel is that something that would interest you as well like shooting something like that yeah because i think right now there's so much content out there and their audiences are given so much they you know you want to give them something in the first 10 minutes to show this is going to be different i have a unique take on what i'm trying to tell and um you know really go for it don't waste time in 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 you know showing your vision so uh, that's really what I believe in is, is you've got to put your heart and soul into it and make something for an audience that they're going to watch that and they're going to remember it. With everything that's been going on for you, Greg, what can you say that's been like, I guess, new, uh, any new uh, content that you've been working on at all? I, I don't want to dig too deep into due to like NDAs and stuff like that, but is there anything that you can uh, share with listeners as well that, that may be new? Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, look out. Miracle Valley is probably going to be coming out next year officially. We're going to be doing some sneak previews and, you know, in, in South Carolina, Charleston at the Terrace Theater, uh, the Nickelodeon Theater in Columbia, South Carolina, the Plaza Theater in Atlanta, October uh, 15th. So we'll be doing um, some sneak preview screenings. And then I think really the next thing um, that I'm going to be going for, like I said, is the UFO uh, abduction story that um, I'll be also interviewing the Travis Walton, the subject of Fire in the Sky, um, the true life abduction story that was made into the 1993 film, which is terrific. So uh, yeah, I'm going to continue to try to make stuff to surprise our, our audience. And uh, I look forward to hopefully coming back next year to OKC and be part of the film festival there. I'm going to be in Tulsa uh, also coming up in November. So uh, I had a great time in OKC and um, I look forward to, to coming back. Yeah, I had a, an amazing time at the uh, event there as well. Um, and to meet, finally meet you in person, that was something that was on my bucket list. And, uh, you know, meeting, you know, just meeting you and Tommy again has, are, you two are uh, very uh, inspiring uh, people to me, especially when it comes to just making content and chasing uh, your dreams or your goals and, and trying to accomplish something in this really fast paced world. And I, I think that, you know, with, what you've done, it shows that, you know, even if it takes quite a while, like there is still some sort of success out there for everyone. And, uh, and Greg, I just want to thank you for your time as well for just being on this podcast. Was there any last words like you'd like to say to any listeners or viewers at all? You know, uh, support the great uh, Ricky Vang. He's, he's doing his thing um, and he, he works hard and he's very sincere. So, um, you know, thank you for having me on and uh, let's do this again when, uh, the next film comes out or when i'm in okc the next time uh, i'll definitely keep in touch and again thank you to uh, both you and to daphne as well i've been uh, exchanging emails with her as well so thank you to daphne for making this happen and again this is uh this is episode 102 thank you guys so much for your time again thank you greg i can't thank you enough and everyone have a great day you got it best of luck If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow, like, share, subscribe, and rate Spoiler Force Podcast. If you have any guest recommendations, comments, questions, concerns, or criticism, you can email me at rickyvang92 at gmail.com or message me online on any of my social media platforms.